0: This is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett.
1: And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie.
0: And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast. Here is the concept. Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies. And then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we'll be talking about 1991's Harley Davidson and the Marlborough Man, starring Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson. Uh, this is a lesser known movie, I think.
1: Yeah, I sort of like vaguely remember it, it coming out. I mean, it came out when, what, we were probably like...
0: 1991, so we don't want to necessarily give out give away our exact ages.
1: I was 37 <laughs> at the time.
0: Right, right,
1: yes. <laughs> and I remember
0: I watched it on my way to collect my social security yes, check. Yes, yes, I remember so, seeing you in line. <laughs> right, exactly, with my cane and mm-hmm. going,
1: I love that Don Johnson. <laughs> so handsome. He's
0: dreamy. <laughs> he is very handsome. And has aged very well, Don Johnson, by the way.
1: I actually kind of never, he never really registered as hot to me until this movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a handsome man.
0: Yeah, very handsome. The look was good.
1: He had a good look.
0: Yeah, exactly. But before we get into the movie, why don't we introduce each other for those of people who maybe don't know us?
1: Sure. You are Brendan Boogie, and Brendan is a filmmaker. Um, He has multiple films out already for viewing multiple films <laughs> an animator a comedy writer a nft advocate
0: <laughs> It's true i advocate very hard for <laughs> yes. the nfts
1: um and he um is a um laundry machine repairman
0: that's true it's my one of my side gigs that yeah. i do because you always need a good laundry machine repairman in your life you do do you have, a, are you one of those people that you have a guy for everything? Like everything that you have, you, you're like, oh, I got my laundry machine guy, I got my plumbing guy, I got my, are you one of those people?
1: No, I wish I was. I definitely have like, I have a, I have a guy who can, or I have a couple guys who can send me wrecks for other guys.
0: Other guys. So you have yeah. a guy guy.
1: I have a guy guy. I have, actually, have a guy. I have some guy guys.
0: You have some guy guys. Yeah. that are like, oh, send me the guy for you, Yeah. For I'm this. like, hey, and I need like, this. Another they like, that's, that's. That's even smarter. That's even smarter. I'm wicked smart. So so this is wicked smart Abby Barrett. Mm -hmm. She is a singer. She is a songwriter. She is a motorcycle rider. Mm -hmm. She is a vibrating crotch sufferer because of all the motorcycle riding. Yes, it's very
1: traumatic. And
0: the treasurer of the local chapter of the Hells Angels. So this is a really... There's There was motorcycle riding in this movie, so so that yeah, must have felt really at home. I
1: felt seen. You felt really seen mm-hmm. by Harley Davidson yeah. and the Marlboro Man. They felt like they were like brothers of mine.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Well, since you were so seen,
0: why don't you take us into the movie with one of your famous Abby Barrett recaps?
1: All right. Literally buckle up for this one because it is a wild ride. It um, is a ride and a half. So it is, um, it begins in the futuristic world of 1997, which is confusing because (laughs) you don't really understand that it's the future. It's just There wasn't a
0: ton of effort put into making it futuristic. No, and it wasn't necessary either. It wasn't necessary at all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: not at all. This is kind of a movie where you're like, oh, this is a movie that a can of Red Bull would write. (laughs) Because that's what this movie is. (laughs) So... Anyway, so we begin with Harley Davidson, who's played by Mickey Rourke, um, and he's this motorcycle riding guy who, um, who like, first seen his boobs and butts, and it's he's laying with this chick, and he's like, gotta go. I don't even think he says anything. He's just like, I gotta go. No, he go. doesn't say anything. Yeah.
0: There's just a naked woman. He just yeah. gets up and leaves. And he doesn't
1: even shower. It's gross. Um, and he gets up on his Harley Davidson, and he rides. And when he stops for gas, he walks in, and the clerk there is being held up. By two thieves with guns and a knife.
2: I get. Uh, Ten bucks on plum, too. Susie. Hit the floor, asshole, stay down. You know, this really pisses me off. Your store's got such nice, clean, filthy, fresh air and. Just takes a couple of scumbags to stink it up. I said, hit the floor, asshole, or I'm going to blow your fucking head off. You know, if I had a nickel for every time some piece of shit pointed a gun at me, I'd be a rich man. I'm going to cut you long, wide and
0: deep, motorhead. Pump all the gas you can hold. That's not good business. It's it's so cliche. Like, how many times have we seen that scene where the, the tough guy walks in in the middle of a robbery and he's all cool and doesn't care? Like, it happens yeah. so often.
1: Yeah, it's it was just cliche right out of the out of the bag.
0: When I started watching this movie, you know how. People kind of talked about how Donald Trump was like a teenage boy's version of what they thought a rich person acted yep. like. <laughs> yes. So th- this this movie is like a teenage boy's version of what a cool person is. Yeah. Where it's like, if you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, he's being so cool if you're 13 and male. But like as an adult, you're like, this is so dumb. It's
1: so stupid. It's like, um, it's basically like the backstory of the characters in a porno. Where like if you you know, you're like, Oh, I see the sex, but like what happens to those characters outside of work and that or you know, sex? That's what this movie is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: That's very good.
1: Um so Harley meets up with his old friend, the Marborough man, uh who's played by Don Johnson. And uh um,
0: charming John Don, Don Johnson. Johnson,
1: yep. And uh Don Johnson's like in the middle of a fight at a pool hall, um, which is also very dumb. And um they, they fight it out with, with the people that they're fighting with. Who knows? Who knows? I barely watch this Who movie. Who knows why? Who knows doesn't why? Matter, doesn't matter why. And um, as they recover, they sit on the top of a billboard and talk philosophy.
2: Did you ever wonder if there could be something better? <laughs> Every day? No, I don't mean like that. I mean something... something different. talking about heaven? I mean, like, I mean, like God. You didn't go and get religious on me now, did you? No, man, but I mean, just think about it. If if there is a, if there is a heaven and a God, yeah, I'd like to meet the dude. You know, I'd like to go up there and hang out with him. You ain't going to meet god with me.
0: When well, I'm dead and done. I don't want no damn excuses. Th- this this movie's interesting cuz it's almost like it's it's supposed to be a parody of this kind of movie. Yeah. But it but it's not. But yeah, it's earnest. Yeah, it's earnest, but like, you know, the names of the characters are like Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man. Even the other characters are named after like- Virginia Slims. Yeah, it's Virginia Slim, Jack Daniels, Jose Cuervo. Like they're named after these like, you know, Americana icons and all that. So you're like, oh, is this a parody of this kind of masculinity? But it isn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's also weird too, because he's like, like, there's got to be something better than this. And I'm like, you chose this life, like you literally right. ride around on motorcycles, like have sex with women, and don't have any responsibilities. I don't know whose fault that is, but it doesn't seem right. that terrible. Well, there was kind of a yeah, it doesn't seem like that bad of a yeah, life. It's like it's but pretty like full.
0: in the '90s, the, in the early '90s, late '80s, there there was a lot of this spiritual tough guy yes. stuff movies. There's sort of like you know. The 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 most o- obvious one comes to mind is Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Yeah, who's this sort of tough guy, but also has this like Buddhist side. And so I think this was like another attempt. At that. I think it was
1: like yeah. I think it was like I gotta say Roadhouse. The characters are weirdly more believable.
0: Right. This, this is like a a worse Roadhouse. Yeah.
1: This is like the Cliff Notes of Roadhouse. I have a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, you do. So please continue. All right. So um Harley and Marlboro go into the bar that they used to hang out in, which is like this weird plane theme bar because a plane crashed there once. But there's also like a lounge singer who's played by Vanessa Williams. Quite played... a role for her, right? Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> given a lot to do. And like you you get that Harley had an affair with her at some point, but they never really kind of follow through with that. And her but her husband, Jack, Jack uh daniels right jack daniels yeah, yeah who's played uh,
0: by uh former wwf uh, superstar big john Studd, winner of the 1989 royal rumble
1: do you think he really won that or was it fake it was
0: predetermined but it's not fake you know fake
1: and oh i'm so sorry i brought this
0: up because fake you know people break their necks doing that stuff is is is, is a movie fake if you watch batman is that fake yeah. No, it's a it's a story with characters. His name isn't Big John Stud. I don't remember what his real name is. It's his... Jack Daniels. This is really...
1: <laughs> no. It's um. It's like it's like Melvin Verlander or something. Very
0: nerdy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. But he's like six foot ten, like four hundred pounds. He's a big
1: man. He's a big man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so she, so he shows up. Harley shows up, and Jack sees him, and is not too happy about it. <laughs> God damn it, Harley!
2: What are you doing back here? I missed all you guys. Kill you, Harley. Told you. Get ready. Hey, look, Jack. I don't want to fight with you. We're friends. Was friends. Mm-hmm. Can we talk this out? Not a chance. Talks cheap, and I'm not buying any. <laughs> oh, hey, Jimmy. You want to help me out here a little? It's your world, Holmes. I'm just living in it. <laughs> Hurry up, Harley. It's gonna be bloody, but quick. You hold on.
0: How much do you think we can get for this jacket? And it's funny the roadhouse comparison we were making earlier, because that also stars a professional wrestler by the name of Terry Funk, who is a much uh, better wrestler than Big John. <laughs> so, so they even they couldn't even they're even like so on the wrestler,
1: but they did get Giancarlo Esposito.
0: I know. So Jim that's was pretty Cazito amazing.
1: Was in it. Yeah. Yeah. So they fight, and then they make up, um, and they reunite with, you know, Harley and Marlboro reunite with all their friends at the bar, um, but they found find out that the bar is going to be repossessed by this evil bank, um, unless the owner comes up with $2.5 million, which is a lot for a small bar. So Harley convinces the crew to rob from this bank, and they hold up an armored truck.
2: He's Harley Davidson, and I'm the Marlboro Man. Look like a bunch of two-bit hoods to me. Now, does that look like the work of two-bit hoods? Yeah, pros would have used my keys. Well, he likes to blow things up. <laughs> Hot stuff, watch Nice day for work, huh, Jimmy? <laughs> nothing better ever. Nothing better ever, home. Nice doing business with you boys. Your business isn't with us. It's with them. Uh-oh,
0: who's coming no, Abby?
1: It's Daniel Baldwin.
0: Woo, Daniel Baldwin, the the
1: almost worst Baldwin brother. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's hard it's a toss up between him and Steven, but
0: Yeah, it's always they're always battling for number 4, da- Daniel yeah. and, and Steven are. Always... Steven's
1: like a slightly better actor, but just also like a weird like he's just a putz. Yeah, right. You know, Daniel's just like he can't. You know, he's got the nice blue eyes of Alec Baldwin, but he can't act at all. Yeah, and then they so these these people from the bank show up, and they've got these long overcoats, almost like a what's that movie, The Matrix, right? Um, and they're like Kevlar, bulletproof,
0: bulletproof. Like it's the future. It's the it's it's 1997. It's the future.
1: Yeah. Um. So as it turns out, the armored truck isn't full of money, but actually this new hallucinogenic drug. So the head of the bank, who's played by. Uh, Tom Sizemore. Um, By the way,
0: ju- just just so sorry to interrupt real quick. It's like so you've got Mickey Rourke, you've got Tom Sizemore, you've got Daniel Baldwin, all in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the biggest douchebag on set? Like, because you're talking about three prime douchebags yep. before they fell into their addictions and then you know maybe eventually found some humility but like you've got three prime douchebags who do you think was at that time 1991 biggest douchebag on set
1: i'm thinking mickey rourke just because he still had like some level of success where daniel baldwin i mean i don't know if he was any in any movies before this yeah he was
0: in stuff i'm not gonna look it up but he was in stuff. yeah
1: right exactly (laughs) and then tom sizemore i mean he's super young in this he probably wasn't in too much stuff beforehand
0: yeah, but they just—they they, all—they just got that male douchey acting thing. Oh all yeah, three of them. But I imagine mean, dealing with those three guys. My God.
1: No, but like, who directed this? Because they're the idiot that signed up to this. Why do you keep
0: asking questions that I could easily research with IMDb and?
1: Because you know, I, I just would exp- didn't. I think that you are the filmmaker, so you should know these things
0: oh, wow. by heart. You're taking, me, you're taking me down a peg. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the great works of film, I should really know who yeah, directed this is, them. Yeah,
1: this is in the canon of great films.
0: Right, so I will look it up. But in um, the meantime, in the meantime, and continue the recap.
1: Okay, so so Tom Sizemore sends his goons, led by Daniel Baldon, as we said, to the bar to get the drugs back, and they kill, spoiler, they kill like pretty much everyone except for Harley and Marlborough. Um, and send those two on the run. And in the end, Harley and Marlboro are in a shootout with the bad guys where Marlboro gives Harley some gun shooting advice.
2: Well, God, if you do exist and you're up there watching from wherever it is you're watching from, just look away from them. Remember, these bastards are bulletproof. So aim for their heads. Dead center. I want to hold on to that cannon with both hands. Don't yank. Don't pull. Squeeze. You ready? It's rock and roll, these motherfuckers. Let's make things right.
1: So here's my first issue: was like the minute you saw these four guys wearing these robes, and you weren't able to shoot them. Like, mm-hmm. it takes them to the end of the movie to be like, oh, sh- we should shoot them in the head. <laughs>
0: there is that,
1: yes. That bothered me a lot.
0: <laughs> that is, I, I mean, I don't know that Harley and and Marlboro Man are supposed to be particularly smart.
1: I think they're supposed to be, like, street savvy. So the huh. fact that they didn't pick up on that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, look, 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 you're not wrong. Look, you're not wrong.
1: Yeah. I'm usually not. I'm usually right. Yeah.
0: Simon Winsor was the director of Harley Davidson and the Marlborough Man. Yes. Known for The Phantom, starring uh, Billy Zane. Okay. Uh, Lonesome Dove, the Western. Oh. And let's see, what else did he direct? Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Oh, sure. That's all is, coming together. <laughs> uh, yeah, right.
1: Exactly. So
0: Operation Dumbledrop, he, uh, he was the director of that. Okay.
1: That was another hit. Uh, yeah, so he had, he, had quite, he had quite a career for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he made bank.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he did great. Who who am I who am I to judge another director is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, that's true. You've never made Operation Dump Drumbo or whatever that movie's called.
0: <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop. With Ray Liotta and, and an elephant.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie, Brendan. That's the movie.
0: That's the movie?
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Great. So we learned so much from yes. another excellent Recap from Abby Barrett. But the question is, who has the better friendship? Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man or Abby Barrettson and the Twinkie Man, a.k.a. (laughs) me? (laughs) Wow. We will find out right after this. Buddy. Hey Abby. Yeah. It's time to read the sponsor copy.
1: Yeah, I guess. This week's show is brought to you by Wham Zoom Energy Drink. It's a hundred cc's of pure excitement in every sip. One swig of Wham Zoom will rocket you to the moon. Forget about sleep. Forget about a normal heart rate. Kick your metabolism into high gear with Wham Zoom Energy Drink.
0: Oh, oh sorry. Abby, you seem a little low-energy for an energy drink commercial. Maybe you need to drink some of it and
1: pep up a little? I drank two bottles of the stuff like ten minutes ago. <sighs> you did? Why are you so tired? What does it say on the bottle? Uh, active ingredients, dextromethorphan, guaifenesin, and phenylephrine.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure you drank cough syrup. No,
1: it was, was cherry-flavored and like taste it tasted fine it's like you know well, there's a mm.
0: okay now you're slurring you drank two bottles of that stuff Shh. and she's unconscious okay so while I take Abby on a quick trip to the old ER please like and subscribe rate and review so we can get some less dangerous sponsors now I'm gonna go get Abby's stomach pump
1: yeah, just got the shit. <laughs> If we were superheroes, our power would be friendship, but we are not, so the jury is still out. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This podcast. My name is Abby Barrett.
0: And I am Brendan Boogie, and we are continuing to talk against our better judgment about 1991's Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Yes. So this is the segment of the show where we compare the movie friendship to our own and see who has the better friendship. So maybe it would be helpful for people to know how it is that we actually met.
1: Yeah. Um. So a lot of people don't know this. I mean, this really has nothing to do with the movie at all. But we met at mm-hmm. a um a Tupperware party. Mm-hmm. It wasn't new Tupperware. It was pre-owned Tupperware. Pre-owned Tupperware. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Just cheaper.
1: It's cheaper. And it comes with that like. It's got like a, you know, nice spaghetti sauce kind of sheened. That, yeah. That orange yellow yeah. film yep. that's
0: kind of on, on top of all pieces of Tupperware yep. that have been lovingly used over the years.
1: Yep. And we um we were sitting next to each other and we exchanged some sixteen ounce Tupperwares with the lids that didn't fit and uh right. it, we just bonded over that.
0: Yeah. And and the weird thing about was that they weren't empty. No, the the thing the, the the Tupperware that you know normally what you were supposed to do was bring in your empty Tupperware, right? But you and I both misunderstood that. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember what you had in in, in your Tupperware?
1: I believe I had a green bean casserole.
0: Mm-hmm, that's from, right.
1: From Thanksgiving, from Thanksgiving, I think it was like four or five years before.
0: You, this was like way in the back of the of the freezer. Yeah, yeah. You, it was like half so frozen, half rotted. Right, yeah, 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 and mine, uh, mine actually had a human liver in it, and I won't, I do, I won't that. get, in, I won't get into why, but there was an actual human liver in there. Yeah, let's just, let's just say I tried to, you know, those couriers that run around with the sort of, you with with the organs that try to get it to the hospital, yes, very fast, yeah. I, I tried to do that as sort of a side hustle for a little while. I tried to under undercut the courier. it, yeah. it, 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 it didn't didn't go well.
1: Well, your it whole your well. whole biking pedicab thing didn't really work out great for it, that. It, it
0: it didn't work. I was trying to sort of combine. Pedicab rides with emergency surgery, organ delivery. Yep. And I also, and, you know, I probably should have gotten some professional, you know, coolers and things, but I did with Tupperware and, you know, it didn't work out, but you you live and learn. Live and learn. And that's how we met.
1: That's how we met. That's it. That's the real (laughs) truth.
0: That's the truth.
1: So the first question, (laughs) the first
0: question that we ask with these movies is which one of us is Harley Mm. and which one of us, is the Marlborough man. Mm-hmm. This is it's a, t- a tough call. This
1: might be the toughest one yet. You think so? Even after all these episodes? I mean, because they're both kind of awful people, and granted, we're not great either.
0: <laughs> we're not.
1: But they're awful in different ways that don't necessarily relate to our own awfulness.
0: Hmm. Expand on that.
1: Well, like you've got Harley Davidson, who is sort of portrayed as this nice guy in the beginning, because he's he stops this holdup in the in this. Uh, right. convenience store but you know he b- basically hatches this plan that gets everybody who actually owned the bar uh, yeah. they're fucking dead now
0: right right yeah.
1: um and he sort of seems like well you know live and learn like we just said yeah uh, he's
0: pretty he's he's pretty laid back about the whole yeah everyone dying thing
1: yeah and he doesn't really take responsibility for his actions and then you've got mm-hmm. the marlboro man actually he might be the lesser he might be the good one actually cuz mm-hmm. he seems to feel bad that they've killed all their friends.
0: but it feels a little worse, yeah. It feels
1: a little worse and I think his <laughs> yeah. his only problem is like he's dating Virginia Slims and doesn't really understand why she's leaving him and it's basically because he's just not around.
0: Right, right. And
1: he doesn't accept responsibility for that.
0: Yeah. So, would you say that that makes you Harley or the Marlboro man?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with you being Harley. Okay, because you're more evil.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I was gonna say that uh, I am Harley as well. Okay. But it's uh, most, but but weirdly enough, because I'm such a wrestling fan, I'm sort of like mm. I'm, I'm Mickey Rourke in the wrestler. Okay. Well, that that's character. not how that
1: works. But <laughs> it's sort of. We're not allowed to bring in other movies. Remember? Oh,
0: god damn! It. That's my own my own rule mm-hmm. that I went against. God damn it. Um so yeah, I think maybe I'm 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 the one I think maybe I'm the one with the bad plans. Yes. And I care less when it doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I would
1: agree with that, actually.
0: <laughs> hence, hence this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into a little well, first of all, they did a lot of motorcycle riding. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? I think. We've talked about this before. Maybe.
1: But. I've I've ridden a moped and, and that's it. Not a motorcycle. You owned a moped. I did. Right? I owned a Yamaha Hopper. It's not technically a moped, but it's a it's a scooter. There's a difference. What, oh, it's a, there's a difference between a moped and a scooter. Yeah, because so moped you know, I'm, I'm has learning. pedals on it that you can like jump the engine with, I guess. Oh. And then the scooter has like either has pegs or just little places for
0: your feet. Did you feel cool on the scooter?
1: I didn't feel cool. I felt um, it was just fun.
0: Yeah, you didn't feel like you were a badass on your scooter.
1: If you it's a 1980 Yamaha hopper. if you look it up, dear listeners, you'll see how uncool it is.
0: So you were so it was the opposite of cool. It made you look like a fucking nerd. I didn't say
1: that. How dare you? <laughs> I looked like, you know, a, a girl on a scooter going about her life.
0: Mhm. So what about neutral. you?
1: Yeah, I was neutral. I've actually
0: never driven a motorcycle, and, I, and I've, I've been on the back of a motorcycle, or the bitch seat, as it is said. Do you, is, do you know known.
1: how I know that you've never ridden a motorcycle?
0: How do you know that?
1: Because you just said I've never driven a motorcycle.
0: Oh, okay. Loser. Well, oh, is that, the, <laughs> is that the wrong terminology? No, I don't know. I always feel like anything kind of... I don't like bicycles, and I don't like uh, motorcycles or anything. Basically, and I realize... <laughs> God, this is so so personal. Is that I have more sensitive balls than most people, (laughs) I realize. Interesting, yeah. Is that like when it comes to like riding a bike, I find it very uncomfortable. And everyone's like, oh, you just need to get the seat. No, no. I have more sensitive balls. And there's other ways I've learned that, but I won't get into that right here. Can you just push that to
1: the side or something? uh, No, that's not how it works. (laughs) Can't you like dress left or right? Do
0: do you you, you know that little about the male anatomy that you think you can move the balls? To the side like, of a
1: motorcycle? I don't know. Women have to put up with a lot of shit. Just I'm
0: figure I, it out. I, I'm absolutely not denying that I, that women got the shorter end of the stick with that kind of stuff. But I don't like anything between my legs that is potentially touching my famously sensitive balls.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that mug you had. World's most sensitive balls. <laughs>
0: I didn't even have to have it special made. It was no. awarded to me. It was given to you. By, by my proctologist. Yep. Wait, no, proctologist. No, they're, they're, is the buds, ass. they're butt stuff. It was given to me by my urologist. urologist. Sorry. God damn it. That joke would have been funnier if I knew U- what kind of doctor did U- what.
1: Urologist, not myologist. But speaking of cool, like we talked a little bit about how this
0: is sort of like a teenager's idea of what a cool guy is. Yeah. When you were younger, what kind of thing did you, you know, because he's like riding motorcycles, they have leather jackets and like, like, what did you think was cool when you were younger? Like when you were like, oh, that's a cool guy or that's a cool girl or whatever.
1: I mean, I definitely thought like, there was definitely like, oh, like a bad boy, certain movies with bad boys. I don't know that I would have thought that this was cool.
0: I don't think anyone thought that <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Yeah, not even, yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of like like, you know, women that I thought were cool. Would have been musicians like whom? That's like that's such a hard thing too because I'm like I was like listening to like seventies rock like you know I but that's like, but those you know. people were
0: cool like Jenna oh Startham yeah was totally cool. I've realized even with watching this movie especially with watching this movie I kind of had a thought where like okay the things I thought were cool at the end of the day all go back to the fonts. <laughs> and I'm realizing that. The Fonz was by no Henry Winkler, who seems like a lovely person yes. by all stri, you know, by all all accounts. The Fonz wasn't actually cool, but like when I watched TV, I'm like, oh, he had a leather jacket. Leather jackets were cool. And
1: I and mean, I'm Henry like, Henry Winkler did a good job making that character. Like he's such a good actor that he made.
0: But it was so so corny. It wasn't cool at all. Like no actual cool person thinks the
1: Fonz was cool. But who was an actual cool person when we were growing up?
0: You know, Mickey Rourke obviously was a cool guy.
1: <laughs> but see, I think that you and I probably didn't think that was cool. I mean, I thought, maybe I, I think, thought like David Byrne was cool, you know, like I didn't oh, you know, I okay. think I think nerd yeah, yeah. cool is more
0: nerd cool. Yeah. yeah, see, I think I think I was sort of like tough guy cool okay. at, at, when I was younger. And it's like, you know, speaking of wrestling, like Rowdy Roddy Piper mm-hmm. used to wear a leather jacket and he didn't give a shit and yeah. he was like I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. And he still like is, I Brandon. thought well, he's he's unfortunately no longer with really?
1: us. Really? All the wrestlers are dead.
0: They die. Big yeah. John Stud's dead. Yeah, well. Yeah. I could have seen that. So ru- yeah, he's a big man. <laughs> he actually uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, oh. got Big John Stott, I believe. I'm sorry. Yes. No, thank you. He was my uncle.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. But
0: I think like there's this whole thing that this movie kind of encapsulates an era of masculinity and this kind of looking back a very a silly idea, a silly masculinity. Like you if you look at like sort of this movie roadhouse mm-hmm. you know last season we did uh point break you know yeah all these kind of movies of this era a lot of the buddy movies have this you know ultimately bad and damaging image of sexuality if you take it seriously yeah and i think as kids when you watch things you do take it seriously and i think as a guy i start sort of took it a certain way but i'm wondering with you as a You know, you lived through that era as a girl, you know, preteen, teenage years. Like, what were your, like, what was your reaction to these kind of movies that had this sort of what we call now toxic masculinity, but, like, we didn't call it that at the time? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard, too, because when you're growing up, like, just thinking about it now, like, how much representation matters that I can't think of, like, a cool female movie icon of that era what um, about
0: Leather Tuscadero from,
1: also from <laughs> Happy Days? Is that the only show you watched?
0: Yeah. That was Susie Quattro played Leather Tuscadero. Oh, did
1: she really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's funny because I didn't, also wasn't a, really allowed to watch a lot of movies, but f- weirdly, my dad would let me watch Dirty Harry movies with him when I was like eight. Yeah. Um,
0: so dir- So like Dirty Harry, like that's another, I mean, that's more 70s, but that's yeah. certainly like tough guy masculinity.
1: Yeah, I I guess, and I think I was just too young to recognize that. I was kind of like, "Oh, like that's a dude who's like shooting people. Cool, whatever." Yeah,
0: I mean, I think we all were sort of too young to recognize it what it was. Yeah, I I remember, like, you know, the idea of being a young, being a boy at that age. There was pressure that you had to be a tough guy, like Mm -hmm. you had to get in a fight. And I even like remember, like, I didn't, I've never wanted to fight anybody. I'm the least fighty guy ever. But I remember even in middle school being like. all right, I guess it's my turn to fight. Yeah. like I have to go pick that guy, Mike, who I kind of don't like or don't even... But I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it known that I'm going to fight him. And everyone's like, okay, it's my turn to fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, for for us, it was more like... I mean, yeah, there weren't like physical fights, at least where I was, but it's just more like the cool girls or the popular girls sort of phase out the non-cool girls. Like, There's a whole Mm. hierarchy that doesn't you know make sense at the time or ever right um
0: so it's like a social kind of yeah. isolation
1: it's a, like an isolation or like i remember like in fifth grade it would be like like if you use this particular shampoo like you were just an idiot and super nerdy and i remember thinking <laughs> at the time like oh my gosh, this is shampoo but like this is like so intense you know like <laughs> yeah, oh, i hope yeah. nobody knows i'd like you know use this shampoo one time in my life yeah, it's just much more psychological about- as a girl when you're growing up in that, but at least it was, at least I had like two feminist parents, but it's like you're sort of, you're supposed to watch, I think the idea is you're supposed to watch those movies and want to be with the guy and sort of be like, oh, I wish right. I were as pretty as the naked lady yeah. who doesn't have any lines and she's lying right. at, and she's just kind of like, oh, I'm so sad he's leaving, but I'm not going to like put up a fight or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think luckily that was not something that I... fell into but I certainly had friends of mine who absorbed that and
0: yeah the messaging of all that stuff and again and let's assume it's all unintentional messaging it's just like that's just the patriarchy and what it is and it's like that when you're writing movies you're like oh well this is how you write a movie and it's only like fairly recently that we're like kind of looking at these things and go hey you know maybe this stuff is all fucked up and maybe we should yeah hear hear from all kinds of different people (laughs) and what their perspective is in an honest way and yes you know it's amazing that it's taken as long as it has
1: I think I mean I do think that it's a lot of it's unintentional. I think that some of it is intentional too. I think that you have people at the top who are very bitter and lonely and rejected, and they want to sell a certain—whether they realize it or not—they want to sell right. a certain narrative that builds them up in other people's eyes.
0: Right, right, for sure. Like the cool guy, the tough guy. I want to be—I want to be the Marlboro man. I yeah. want to be—you know, Harley Davidson. Yeah. I was more of a Michelin man myself. <laughs>
1: Well, that's a great, you know, great character. <laughs> great, great,
0: deep character. Yep,
1: yep. Very deep. Well, deeper yeah. than
0: these two. Yeah, Exactly. One of the plot points of the movie is that they sort of quote grew up in this bar, and so they go to all, you know, go to great extent to save it. Is there any? Was there ever been a place in your life that you're like, oh, that place? You know, you'd be willing to sort of sacrifice everything like to save it or that it was sort of like a home for you o- outside your home.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I'd be willing to like rob get a- all your friends killed, <laughs> get all my friends killed and rob a bank for it. But, um, yeah, like I, I would say like toad in, in Cambridge when, especially during oh. the pandemic when that went away and there was sort of this maybe sense that my- for
0: those not in the area, what is toad?
1: It's a small bar. It fits 60 people. Um and they have live music every night and there's never a cover. And it's just kind of like this bar that you can go to at any given night, know people who are there, almost guaranteed to listen to a band that you actually like. And it's very like low-key. There's not there's not there's not any frills really. Right. Except for me. I'm a You're frill. The
0: frill. You're the frill hanging out there. <laughs> just... People walk in and go, What's up,
1: frill? <laughs> I'm like, Hi, it's me. I'm a frill. <laughs> I'm frilly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it's weird that you do that and people still come back to the I bar. know.
1: That's what they come back for. My clown laugh. Yeah,
0: your clown laugh mm-hmm. and your hum oh, frilly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The only place I had growing up, the, the place that I used to hang out was Taco Bell.
1: That's which one though, Brandon? Which one?
0: I won't say what town it was in, but I mean, it was, like, it was like we spent every day after school from like, you know, once we could drive, we would drive like every day after school we would be at Taco Bell. And there
1: were some really good times at that yeah. Taco would Bell. You, would you rob a bank to save that particular Taco Bell?
0: I would rob another Taco <laughs> Bell to save that Taco Bell. But I wouldn't just rob of money. I would like rob all the supplies and just in the middle of the night sneak in and restock my favorite Taco Bell. <laughs> See,
1: fellas, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. It's totally cool.
0: That Taco Bell is what was though, your order I there? Say.
1: I want to know. Well, it changed over the years because
0: oh. the things would go in and out of uh, rotation in Taco Bell. But I was a big fan of the double decker taco, which is a hard shell taco. And then you have a soft shell, and oh. then refried bean is the adhesive around it. Sure. So you have a soft like a and glue. hard sh- taco at the same time. And that, and was called, wa- that was called the upper I think whoever invented <laughs> no the upper decker was something totally oh, okay. different. Sorry, sorry. But I think whoever invented the uh, double decker taco oh, sure, is sure. Um, I think they should be given some kind of genius grant because I feel like the contribution to human society is just immeasurable. I
1: mean, their bean burrito is. The best.
0: It's I used, to, I used to like the Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm, I would I would mm-hmm. do that often. Uh,
1: but if, if honestly, why if don't you they sponsor a, us?
0: I don't know. Why aren't they? Why isn't Taco Bell sponsoring? I know. One time, Dahlia, my partner, said that uh, if you were a Disney princess, you'd be Taco Bell. B-E-L-L-E. <laughs> yeah,
1: that makes sense.
0: <laughs> that was a good one.
1: Live Moss, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Brendan, it yes. got me thinking. It got me thinking. What got you thinking? The movie got me thinking.
0: The movie got you thinking. Okay.
1: About like, what if we maybe owned a bar or were friends or had different? <laughs> we <names>. are friends. <laughs> but what if we were friends? It's hypothetical. So you, have, I, you have to hypothetically imagine being friends with me. Yeah every every damn time. Okay. Um. So I found this quiz online. It was you did. I did it was actually in a Reddit a subreddit about motorcycles. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. you
0: spend a lot of time on I motorcycle
1: do. subreddits. I do. I do. Um, so do you want to take this quiz?
0: I do. Let's okay. do it. I'm, I'm so ready.
1: All right. This question is multiple choice. If we owned a bar and grill, which of the following would be the most appropriate name? A, Corned Beef and Carnage. B, I Hobbub, which is International House of Baird and Boogie. That's why the bubba. <laughs> C, You Fucking Make It d barrett's bar and boogie or e (laughs) Ruckers.
0: i think you fucking make it is my favorite (laughs) like so the idea of it is that people come in and order things and we say no you you fucking fucking make make it it. yeah
1: we'll have the ingredients yeah yeah, right
0: we we, we'll we'll let you we'll let you near the open flames go ahead
1: I, um, I have to say that Corned Beef and Carnage is also the episode name of a Murder She Wrote episode. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. Well done.
1: All right. From the following list, which is the real street name of a popular drug? As we saw the drugs in the movie. I'm going to, there's a whole bunch of them, so you just got to listen. I've got to listen pick. and The real name. And You're looking for the real the name. Re- yep.
0: I'm looking for a real one. Okay.
1: Yeah. Zoogies, Barfos, Nip Nops, Crystal balls, cross eyed Mary, winder grinders, cotton candy, dumpers, spotted dicks, cock bloobers, locomotive breath.
0: I will go with locomotive breath because I think that is that I I was hooked on those for three years.
1: (laughs) I know you were. That was really No, the answer was cotton candy. Cotton candy, okay.
0: But that's there's also actual candy called cotton candy, correct? That
1: still exists? That still exists, but it's also meth.
0: Very good. Okay. Very good. Very good, Meth. Well done, Meth. Well
1: well done, Meth. So in this movie, we've got Harley Davidson, Marlboro Man, and Virginia Slim, all these brand names. I made up some character names that you get to decide between which is going to be your name.
0: Which would be my name if I were in this movie. Exactly. Okay, great. I love it.
1: So A, Camel Toe. (laughs) B, Pale Malls, because you're pale. (laughs) C, Benson and Wedgies. Or D, Basic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, I have to go with pale mall you because like pale I am malls? pale okay.
1: and you know I like
0: to hang out at the mall talk to the teenagers right? see what's up yeah. that's what I do they still hang out there right
1: you can be pale malls I'll be camel toe camel alright <laughs> mm-hmm. okay if we robbed a bank and in- inadvertently ended up with drugs what would we likely do with the drugs A. give it back to the dealers B. give it to the DEA C. sell it ourselves D. flush it down the toilet or E. Give out free drugs to new podcast subscribers.
0: I think free drugs to new podcast what? subscribers is absolutely the way to go. Thank you. And also give it out to kids on Halloween because as oh, yeah. we know, that is what people do yep. with drugs is they just give them out for free on and Halloween And they sneak them in. They, they, yeah. they
1: meticulously open candy, sneak in drugs, and then that's what they spend do. Spend a lot of money on yep. drugs. And razor blades.
0: Spend a lot of time yep. giving it to kids. Yep.
1: Um, if I met Mick- Mickey Rourke and said I wanted to date him, how would you intervene?
0: Well, the first thing I would do would be to show you a current picture of Mickey Rourke.
1: (laughs) Well, Wouldn't I have seen him as he is?
0: Well, uh, let's assume you were struck by some kind of blindness, but I would show you a current picture of Mickey Rourke. Then I think I would say, hey, Abby, I need you to help me move a couch. Okay. And then I would drop the couch on you and sit on the couch for about 30 years or however long it took your your Mickey Rourke uh, Jones to wear off.
1: And you would just sit there for 30 years.
0: I'm planning on doing it anyway, so.
1: (laughs) All right, then. Wouldn't interfere with my lifestyle a whole lot. This one's a look back. Which vehicle would you most want to hitch a ride on? A Harley-Davidson motorcycle, a truck that looks like a dog, a Batmobile, a surfboard, or a phone booth? Mmm,
0: From some past movies. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna, I'm trying to be cute about it, but like, how do you not ride in the Batmobile? Like, how do yeah. you turn down the opportunity in any version of the Batmobile? You know, you got to go Batmobile. I feel like we would be really cramped though. Yeah,
1: but it's still, like a you safe ride. Stay. But
0: yeah, it's certainly safe yeah. for, for, if you're inside it.
1: I'm going phone booth.
0: Phone booth. Yeah. Nice. Well done, Bill and
1: Ted. Final question: Which of these options is better? A to be dead and cool. B, to be alive and uncool, C, Hmm. to be half dead and lukewarm, D, (laughs) to be a ghost and smoking hot, or E, to be a zombie and kind of clammy.
0: It's interesting. You know, that's a movie or a line that's a line from the movie. It's, I'd rather be dead and cool than alive and uncool. Which is a
1: very stupid line.
0: Very stupid line. But I think I would go with zombie because I may have talked about it on this uh, podcast before is if the zombie apocalypse broke out, first thing i do was go out, get bitten and be a zombie. Just seems right. easier. Seems easier than trying to fight it off. So I'm going with zombie and what was it? Zombie and kind of clammy. Zambian kind of clammy. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally a little clammy anyway. So the zombie, you know, it's just I think if you're a zombie, it really focuses your life into just yeah, one thing. You're really present. Yeah, just brains. That's it. That's I, all you're interested
1: in. I'm going with, I'm going to be a ghost, but I'm a smoking hot ghost.
0: Too bad ghosts don't exist.
1: Look behind you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a smoking hot ghost. <laughs>
0: if you're going to be a ghost, you should be a smoking hot ghost. You should.
1: Then you'll. everybody wants to be haunted. So we've learned a lot
0: about Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man and our friendship. Yes. But the question is, who has a better friendship? I think we got to do the verdict, don't we, you think? I think we do.
1: It's not going to be pretty. No. When, when do you think we should do the verdict? I think we should do it next.
0: Next. All right. Let's do it in futuristic 1997. Bad, bad. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. I have got a brand new substack newsletter called Boogie Writes. It's a bunch of comedy essays and all kinds of weird stuff that will be delivered directly to your Email box is that a thing? An email box. There's a free tier and a paid tier. So please subscribe. Just go to BrendanBoogie.substack.com. It's brand new. I hope you like it, and I think it's great. But I think I'm great. And uh, Abby's got nothing this week. So Abby's uh, Abby's a real jerk. Abby's Abby's kind of a loser. She's got nothing going on. But I got lots going on. And this has been Bud Plugs.
1: I've got a friend and my buddy. And my buddy's got a friend in me.
0: And welcome back. It is verdict time. It is the time of the show where we finally come up with the answer. Who has the better friendship? Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man from the movie Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Marlboro.
1: Marmoset?
0: The Marmalade Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, again, that's another good nickname for me, the Marmalade Man. (laughs) Yeah, that actually works better about yeah, i know yeah exactly or or uh or the michelin man or the the, twi- the, the what the uh twinkie man whatever i've been saying for the last fucking
1: who knows who knows this
0: show's been going on a while
1: i stopped listening last year <laughs> exactly.
0: so who has the better friendship abby and brendan or harley davidson and the marlboro man what do you think do you want to go first or shall i go
1: first you go first
0: all right. Why don't I go first? Yeah. So I feel like I feel like we do have a better friendship than Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. But I will say these two characters are basically in love with each other. Mm. They're the only characters in each other's lives that matter to each other at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they it's it's their lack of depth that becomes the problem. Yes. Now in past shows. We've talked about how two stupid people maybe have a better relationship. But these two aren't supposed to be stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the hard part about watching yeah. these characters. is They're supposed to be kind of successful. And wise. Cool, they're supposed to be kind of wise. And wise. And they're both unintentionally stupid. Yep. And I think that is a barrier to them having any real depth. So I feel like we have the better friendship because we i feel like you're intentionally stupid i mean you yes. have to, it has to be intentional yes because no one would really be that stupid
1: i work really hard at being the stupid
0: yes it's got it's got to be and, yeah. and me i'm i i try to play down my intelligence yes <laughs> because it intimidates people you, you
1: are you are stifling it at every turn
0: <laughs> at every turn I try to turn. I try to yeah. just keep that intelligence just, in check. You hide that so Benzo award. I, I hide it. I yeah. hide my intelligence so often, but I think we have the better uh, relationship, the better friendship, because we don't just kind of. We also don't just kind of drift in and out of each other's lives. We have expectations. If I pick up the phone, I want you to be there. Oh, if, if oh, I'm gonna I'm sorry. If, if I if I'm gonna rob a, rob an armored truck full of New Age drugs, I expect you to be there. <laughs> I will be there. I know you will. So I think we have expectations of each other and also that neither of us do rodeo. I don't know why that has to do with anything, but I'm I'm throwing it in there.
1: Friends don't let friends do rodeo.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Or friends don't let friends date Mickey Rourke.
1: Yes. I will agree with you and and then sort of add to it in that I don't expect you to come rob a bank with me because it's a terrible Hmm. idea. I expect you as my friend to say, hey... I don't think this is a great idea. I expect you as a friend to uh, establish boundaries and be honest. And I understand they they both get in this predicament together, but...
0: um, Do you think if you had an idea to rob a bank, like you thought this was really
1: what we should do, do you think I could talk you out of it? I mean, I guess I don't picture myself ever thinking robbing a bank is a great idea. Yeah, I I think you could talk me out of it. Do you think I could talk you
0: out of any? Really? Do you think you're a person who listens to me? And, you know, if I tell you, hey, that's a bad idea, Abby, you would actually listen?
1: I mean, I try not to listen to you 99% of the time. That That's my point. But I my point is that if I'm telling you about this idea, I think I want your feedback. Otherwise, uh, okay. I would just do it.
0: You would just hide it from me? Like you hide... All of your dead bodies, your crime, crime sprees, and all yeah. of your vigil, vigilante activity that yes. you do on the side. That's true. I, you, you keep me mercifully, you know, keep me in the dark about. Yeah, that. I'm trying and to your innocence. Exactly. Yeah, I have, I have plausible deniability. Yes.
1: Um, so I think that they, you know, they are sort of enabling each other's bad behavior. I agree. And that's and not you a and good I friendship. All,
0: no, and you and I only enable each other's best behavior.
1: Exactly. Like uh,
0: making this podcast, yes. which we just constantly enable each other to do Yes, for some goddamn reason. I feel, no,
1: I feel forced. <laughs> <laughs> this is, see, I feel like you're
0: coercing me. That's weird. Oh,
1: that's so weird. Okay.
0: <laughs> we both feel coerced uh-huh. by the other person to do the podcast. But we've come to a verdict, and we agree. We have a better friendship than Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. But there is one question left. What's that? What if we were Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man?
1: <gasps> and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Remember, aim for dead center. You might want to hold on to that cannon with both hands. Don't yank, don't pull, squeeze. You ready?
0: Let's rock and roll, you motherfuckers.
1: Okay, go.
0: Right, I actually can't go with you watching me. How'd you even get into this men's room, anyway? I'm
1: just here to help.
0: I can pee at the urinal without you, Abby.
1: I know you can. You're a big boy.
0: Okay, now you're just being weird. And why are
1: you standing so close to me? We're partners. I'm just here for support.
0: Well, I don't need you. You can go.
1: Are you sure? Yes. Just let me do this on my own. Okay, buddy. I believe in you. Abby? Yes?
0: I lied. I actually do need your help.
1: I thought so. Need the usual? Yes, please. You're a cowboy, on a steel horse you ride, and you're wanted, wanted, dead or alive. (sighs) Doesn't that feel better?
2: Don't look at me!
0: Hey buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at weird 2 oldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.